Greetings and welcome to the Recombobulation Area. My name is Dan Schaefer. The city of Milwaukee is going to have an election for mayor. In a less than a month, on February 15th, we'll have a primary that could prove to be the most competitive mayoral primary in a generation. Before we all cast our votes, we're going to be talking to the candidates. There are seven people on the ballot, and it's time for us to get into the issues. Joining us today is entrepreneur and owner of Swarm Events, Michael Sampson. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Dan. Uh, and uh, as a newcomer to the, uh, as a political newcomer, congratulations on getting on the ballot. No small task. Thank it was a grind getting the 1500 signatures. That is for sure. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so let's get into it. First question. Why are you running for mayor? Well, I'm running for mayor. Um, I am, I'm committed to Milwaukee. Uh, we've been living here for 12 years now. Uh, my fiance and our, our dog Cliff are committed to staying here, currently living in Halyard Park. Uh, and we want to change. Uh, a lot of nights we wake up to gunfire, uh, unlike, you know, like most people in the city of Milwaukee right now, uh, reckless driving. And, you know, we need new young leadership and a, a, a change and a new vision for our city because what we have currently going on is, is not working. All right. So one of the some one of the biggest issues facing the city and one that I have written a lot about is local control. Uh, the city of Milwaukee is not far away from being in a very difficult decision, difficult situation with its budget. And that situation is very much tied to the state of Wisconsin, which has shrunk the city's portion of shared revenue and denied options for new revenue sources like a sales tax increase. Uh, what would your, be your big picture strategy for addressing this as mayor? Um, so I've always taken an approach. I, I know the shared revenue is obviously necessary and we need that from a city standpoint, but I'm not going into this role uh, assuming that we're going to get that. So I think we have to take a hard look at the budget that we currently have in front of us uh, and find ways to cut it and cut programs, you know, not, not cutting all programs, but find out where our money is going. Uh, is it getting invested smartly um, and, and go with that? I mean, I, I would love a, a sales tax. I would love the, the shared revenue, but it's it looks like a pipe dream as of right now, unless we spend some some quality time in Madison and, and really uh, getting her up in boss's ear. Mm -hmm. Do you think Milwaukee should raise its sales tax? Yeah, I think to, to be comparable with other cities that we want to eventually you know be compared to, like a Nashville, uh, we need to do so. We can't sit at the 5.6. Uh, it would have been nice if we could at least stay at the the six point one from the you know from the Miller Park sales tax and keep getting that additional revenue. Maybe that's a small ask from the city or from the state right now. Maybe hey, can we go back to where we were and at least to the six point one level? At least start with something. Mm -hmm. uh, so another big issue facing the city is, of course, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, hard as it is to believe, we are soon going to be entering the third year of this pandemic in America. Uh, how would you evaluate the city's response uh, at a local level these past two years? And what would be some of your priorities going forward? Uh, so I've been pretty vocal that I thought the, the city did a terrible job um, last year. Uh, I think that you know, we had a December 14th common council meeting. Uh, we knew Omicron was coming and we didn't do anything about it. I think we should have put a mask mandate in back then uh, at that meeting, and it probably would have saved a lot of lives and, and, and you know, saved a lot of people's health going into the holiday season. 
we knew it was coming. We knew there'd be a spike around the holidays, cold weather, you know, people are going to get sick and, and we didn't put it in place. So I thought that was an extreme failure from our common council and uh, Marina Dmitrievich, who leads our public health and safety committee. Uh, and moving forward, I, I, we need to have plans in place. You know, do we have to be ready for the next wave when this thing comes? There will be another wave. Hopefully it's less severe than Omicron. Um, but we have to be prepared. So it's whether it's getting the American family field structure, you know, rebuilt and back ready to go or finding another home for that for testing purposes. Uh, I think awareness and education. Uh, I was in a, I was on a public safety call, I think the week before the mask mandate, and there's aldermen in our city that were unaware that there was educational material on the city of Milwaukee health department website regarding COVID which just blew my mind. And, you know, that's, it, it's sad to know that our leaders in our city don't even know where to find this stuff. So how are they going to relay the messages to their constituents? Mm -hmm. uh, so the pandemic isn't the only crisis the city has faced in recent years. Milwaukee declared racism to be a public health crisis in 2019. This is a city that's often referred to as the nation's most segregated. It continues to see some of the worst racial disparities in the country on economic inequality, education, mass incarceration, housing, the list goes on. Um, wh what would you do to make a positive impact as mayor to address se segregation and address those disparities that we continue to see? Uh, I mean, it has such a, a, a deep rooted uh, history in Milwaukee. Um, we got to start with jobs. We got to make sure that people are, are, are working uh, in parts of the city. We got to make sure that they're getting housing. Uh, those two things are, are huge things that we need to work on. Uh, I've been a proponent of you know more habitat habitat to humanity housing projects or similar projects. Maybe our city-owned uh, houses, uh, you know, can only go to uh, black residents. Uh, stuff to kind of bridge the gap uh, with that north side of Milwaukee to downtown, as we have severe problems. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of black entrepreneurs up on the. Uh, in the north side of Milwaukee, and they can't find financing or loans and stuff to help them prosper and move forward with business ideas. Uh, so we got to, you know, maybe ask some some of the big level banks to come forward and help with some programming as well. So the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests that we saw, particularly in 2020, made a really big impact on the city. Uh, how do you mm -hmm. see that movement continuing to impact policies and conversations in the city going forward? Uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's definitely quieted down. Um, but you know, it's an, it's important thing to keep in our minds. We don't, we can't have another, you know, explosion of that. Uh, I think there's a lot of talk of qualified immunity and I, I don't disagree with that. I think it'd be good for our police officers to be held in the same standard as, uh, as people, as in, in citizens that, you know, if they do something wrong, they should, you know, get charged for that as well. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so switching gears then a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about the mayor's role in economic development in the city. Uh, mm -hmm. Mayor Barrett used often used TIF districts for big projects. Uh, the city uses grants for various projects throughout the city. There's, there's a number of different approaches we've seen over the years. Uh, but when you look at the big picture for development, do you want the city to be more proactive about what's going to happen? Or do you prefer more of a hands-off approach, letting businesses or developers make those decisions? Uh, I think it has to be the right 
we have to do our, our research at the city level and find out you know what developers and what business people are bringing to the city. I think we need to do a better job of working with different developers. I, I'd like to see all the developments stay in state and not have out of state money coming in or you know money from China or you know any other developers like that. I know any business is good business, but we need to you know focus on you know hiring locally and you know supporting local economy not just uh had the stats of some new york uh, investors that want to come in and buy up our property mm-hmm. so what's what's maybe one development project in the city that would be on the top of your list for something to get done uh right now i think if you look at the the frank productions project uh in the third ward the music venue that wants to go in uh and is getting pushed back from residents i think that's an amazing opportunity uh, from a performing arts standpoint that we need to, you know, to push back from a city level and, and make sure that that project gets done. Uh, a couple couple condo owner complaints shouldn't be holding back our city from developing to a better city. This is what they are paying taxes for. And this is what they should want for living downtown, not just a, you know, if you, if you want a quiet and nothing is going on condo, Brookfield has plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 2020 census results recently showed that that Milwaukee has not been growing from a population standpoint. Uh, do you see that lack of growth as a problem? And and what are some of the ways you think the city could reverse that trend? Uh, it's a huge problem. Uh, I think it's it's a safety problem right now. I think a lot of people don't feel safe in the city, uh, no matter what area of the city you live in. Um, you know, I've read articles of of a lot of people from the north side and you know, moving you know down south and getting out of milwaukee and moving to atlanta and some cities like that that's why those cities are are kind of starting to boom but we have to keep the talents that graduates from milwaukee uh and make sure that they stay here and try to get them in good jobs here uh, we have to do a good job of hopefully attracting baby boomers that are retired to fill uh downtown development i think more condos over apartments will help with that because they want to invest and they want to put their money somewhere. Uh, and then also just, uh, we, I think we're, we're close. We need like a, a tech company. We need an Epic. We need some kind of big, you know, sexy downtown company, uh, besides Milwaukee tool coming, um, you know, to, to fill jobs and get people excited about living downtown. Mm-hmm. So one of the areas where the population did see growth over the last decade was in Hispanic and Asian communities. Uh, where do you see the mayor having a role on an issue like immigration? So the population on the south side is, it's amazing to see that rise. Uh, it was sad to see that they didn't get their fair share in the aldermanic districts. I think that's, that was a failure of our, our common council. And uh, we should have given them that third district that's, that they very well need. Uh, maybe by the next census, they'll need four. So that's great for Milwaukee that we're, you know, rising in Latino population. I'd love to see that continue. Uh, if it's going to bring jobs and, you know, community to that south side, let the south side and downtown develop. Now we just got to get our north side to match that. Mm-hmm. So another issue I've written a lot about is transportation and infrastructure. Uh, I wrote a long series on the proposed expansion and widening of I-94. And in particular, wrote about the possibility of tearing down the stadium freeway and converting it to a boulevard. Uh, that didn't get, get included in this project at this moment, but state officials did not rule that out as a possibility down the line. So, 
What are your thoughts on the future of the stadium freeway? Do you think it should be torn down? Man, we have, uh, we've lived with, uh, with construction for a while. So it's, uh, you just get used to it at this point, but, uh, I wish it would have been developed at a better the first, you know, the last time around. Uh, I agree with your, I liked your article on the Boulevard expansion and kind of opening up Washington Park in that area, uh, you know, to, into that city. That's a, I mean, that's where you live, right? I'm on, I'm on the west side of town. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that'd be an amazing showcase uh, going into, you know, I think we're in dead ends there at North Avenue. Uh, I would, I would like to not see the freeway uh expanded because i don't agree with that but there's not much we can say and uh do with the wisconsin dot i wish a mayor and uh we had more say at a local level um but sadly we don't mm-hmm. i'm uh, hoping so- some uh yeah i think i think the rapid bus lines that we're gonna you know be putting in from a transportation standpoint are gonna do amazing things for going east west down blue mound and it should help clear up some of the road construction and, and traffic already so it's sad to see that we have to pile more construction on top of that and widen the road that isn't necessary mm-hmm. uh, so something that's definitely come up over and over lately in milwaukee is the issue of safe streets reckless driving and vehicle thefts uh, what would be your strategy to address these issues and, and how does that strategy differ from some of the other candidates running for mayor I think uh, the word, the good old word roundabout doesn't happen enough. I mean, there's a reason that they're all over Europe, uh, even in Mexico, some cities have some good roundabout, um, you know, keeps traffic flowing, uh, slows people down, uh, you know, the bump out curbs. You know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of biking, and I think it's important to take, you know, more, more cars off the streets. So any more scooters or bikes or just people walking is a benefit, but we got to make sure that those people are safe. So we've done some, uh, there's done some big, good build outs already with the, the white pipes they put out there to pump out the curbs. River West has some good ones where I am currently. Um, somewhere, some spots on North Avenue, it needs to continue a little bit more uh, over there. So I think that's an important biking lane. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about designated bike streets. Uh, so when I was in San Francisco, they had a street completely shut down uh, during COVID because they just had, it was a street specifically for people walking and biking and exercise kind of deal. But, you know, we have a lot of side streets in Milwaukee. I think River West has done a good job at a couple of those, uh, kind of designated bike streets where they put more roundabouts and bump out curbs and, and stuff in and really focus on those being bike streets. But if we could eliminate cars down those streets as well, I think that would be good. Uh, unless you live there uh so i I would think that's number one um reckless driving i think red light cameras is is a must uh when i used to drive her in phoenix and my sister lived down there you know you wouldn't dare to speed because you'd get a ticket in the mail so i think that'd be a big plus on on some of the most dangerous intersections or where people tend to speed in milwaukee and we all know where those spots are if you just you know drive around um yeah, I think just I love the, the complete streets program. I think people all need to feel safe, whether they're on a scooter or walking or biking, uh, driving a car, whatever is, you know, riding a bus. We just we have to make sure that the streets are safe. So a new poll has ranked public safety as the top issue in, in the mayoral race. Um, and, and Milwaukee has been experiencing significant increases in violent crime. 
after a decline in the latter part of the 2010s, the homicide rate has gone up again with record high numbers in the past two years. But along with the new mayor, Milwaukee has a new police chief and several new members of the Fire and Police Commission. So with that new leadership in place, what can the city do differently to combat violent crime? I mean, uh, Chief Norman just got in, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, give him a little bit of tenure and see what he can do to turn things around. Uh, I'm someone that doesn't want to come in and micromanage people, so I'm expecting him to do his job and reduce uh, the violent crime and, and the gun violence uh, as much as he can and be in touch with him on a daily basis and you know make sure he has proper plans in place. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of our city spending money on all these plans. Uh, we had, you know, the blueprint for, for peace back in 2017 that never got implemented. Like we spent a lot of time and city resources and money on this plan that we never used. How many of these plans do we have sitting around city hall from over the years that we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, uh, that we're not utilizing. So I think we just have to look hard at, at the stuff that we've previously written and can implement instead of spending more money because we don't have money to spend. Mm -hmm. uh, so question on education, since that's been a big issue lately in Milwaukee, uh, you know, with the way, the way things are kind of structured in the city and the state, the mayor doesn't always play as direct a role maybe in, in education, but it's another issue that's been on top of mind for many as of late with, with many schools in the city having to go virtual uh, and teachers constantly having to adjust. What role do you think the mayor of Milwaukee should have when, when it comes to education? I mean, I, th I think Lori Lightfoot did a good thing with the with Chicago and the, the schools, everything that's going on down there. Like, hey, we need to get these kids back in school and just being able to use your voice and office to be able to say things like that. I mean, there's not much you can do from an education standpoint of, of what's all happening in the schools, but you can put programs in place to make sure that kids are getting fed. Uh, they're getting you know, they're getting to school on time and, and everything as well as, as long as we're getting these kids to school and we're getting them fed uh you know from a mayor standpoint i think that's that's key and stressing the importance of certain education items whether, whether it's teaching these kids about trades and apprenticeships uh jobs that are available in milwaukee i mean when i was in high school i don't remember job listings at my high school or middle school but maybe that's an important thing to keep these kids busy and active and involved in the community mm -hmm. All right, uh, so let's let's go to our lightning round here. We got some fun questions for you, some Milwaukee-specific stuff. Um, ready to get into it? Oh, I love it. Yes. All right. Uh, frozen custard. What's your favorite? Cops, Leon's, or Gillies? Cops. Cops. Cops has been a popular one so far. Uh, Summerfest or State Fair? Summerfest. At a Brewers game. What's your usual pick to win the sausage race? Italian sausage. My favorite number is three, so I go with that one every time. Very good. Uh, what is your favorite park in the city? Ooh, favorite park. Uh, I'd say most of my activity, uh, you know, running the marathon last year was uh, running around Veterans Park. So I love Veterans Park. Uh, it's beautiful. I, I would like to see it utilized more. Great. Uh, what's your favorite local coffee place? Valentine Coffee. What's your favorite local beer? 
local beer. I guess I got to throw some love to Black Husky since I'm having a nice spruce right now. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite place to see a concert in Milwaukee? Gotta go with the rave. There's just too much history there. And, you know, if, if, if you ever had a chance to see the green room over there, it'll blow your mind. It hasn't been touched since probably the 60s. So it's just a, a fun venue. Uh, also, another spot that I would like to see more stuff happen. I'm glad they started doing the little haunted tours over the last couple of years because I was ragging on that as an event planner uh, to them for years and years that they should do that. Yeah. Uh, and then last one here, always got to end on a high note. So where were you when the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA finals? I was there. I uh, was lucky enough and fortunate enough that I, I gambled. Uh, my member at the Milwaukee Athletic Club, that's where I do my fitness. And uh, I, I pushed to game six. They're like, you want, uh, what was it? What was the series? Four? Was it three, four at home? Or is one, two at home, three, four away? And then five, six back here, was it? It was the first two games were in Phoenix and then three and four were in Milwaukee and then game six in Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. I, I kept pushing the cards. I'm like, I want game six if it's going to happen. So got lucky, got a good price on him. and was fortunate enough to be there for that. Uh, and we'll never, uh, we'll never forget that memory. Absolutely. Let's hope we can repeat that this year. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you again for taking some time to talk to me. Uh, we got to, we got to, sprint to the primary here within the next i think we're just under three weeks away uh from the from the primary so good luck to you these next three weeks and uh we'll talk again soon sounds great i'll just be on the streets hustling and uh and flyering out here but yeah get out and vote february 15th uh and have a great night all right thanks again thank you